Warning, this podcast contains death, ghosts, hauntings, and other paranormal phenomenon. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to Haunt Spots, Episode 2. Today we are going down to New Orleans to St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. Number 1? Yes, there are actually three St. Louis cemeteries in New Orleans, but today we are only going to be talking about Number 1, for the most part. Okay, so we're going to be exploring graveyards. It, it works for what we're talking about. Yep, and what better place to do it than one of the most haunted cities in the U.S.? Although we should not talk ill of these dead. We don't want to cause problems. I mean, it is October, and the veil between living and dead is very close. Well, that's very true. But let's begin, shall we? Yes, let us begin. So St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 was established by the Spanish in the late 1700s to actually replace the St. Peter's Cemetery, which had gotten far too close to the city's boundaries and the local government was worried about the spread of diseases. It is currently the oldest existing cemetery in New Orleans. Upon its development, it was originally divided into three sections, Catholics, non-Catholics, and Negroes. St. Louis Cemetery currently resides on the cusp of the French Quarter on Basin Street, and it is included in the National Register of Historical Places and Louisiana African Heritage Trail alongside Cemetery No. 2. So is it safe to say that this cemetery gets quite a lot of visitors from all over the world? Yes, in fact, most of the cemeteries in New Orleans do. See, these cemeteries aren't built like the ones you and I are used to where we bury the body six feet underground. In fact, the waterlogged, swampy soil of New Orleans makes this nearly impossible. Early on, people realized that the bodies would come to the surface any time these areas were flooded and would often be found floating down the street. Yeah, and I hear they also, like did like other measures with the um cemeteries as well i think wasn't there chains on them too to prevent this i'm not sure about that um what i do know is that the in by the mid 1800s it was decided that these bodies would be instead sealed away in above ground tombs i mean they possibly could have after they put them in the tombs chained them to the ground but i did not necessarily read about the chains so now, these tombs would almost look like little houses and caused these cemeteries to be nicknamed the Cities of the Dead. Aw, that's kind of cute! Now, one of the main reasons St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 is so popular is that it is the home to the burial site of Marie Laveau, who is New Orleans' undisputed voodoo queen. Oh, graveyards and voodoo. This is getting interesting. Yes. Now, in her life, Marie Laveau combined voodoo beliefs and Catholic traditions, making voodoo more acceptable to the upper class of New Orleans. She made her living selling traditional good luck charms called grigris, as well as magical powders, which were claimed to cure any ailments, grant your desires, and to confuse and even destroy your enemies. She also held many public voodoo rituals and ceremonies that were held in Congo Square, which was one of the few segregated places in New Orleans where people of different races could mix freely. Wow, that's pretty cool. So she was supporting the movements of the integration before um, the civil rights movement. Yes, in fact, her house was a well-known place for where mixed couples could go and have romantic evenings. 
So that's kind of sweet. Like she did like a lot of different movements and inspired people to not be afraid of the dark so much. Laveau passed away in June of 1881 and was buried in her family crypt in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1. So how would one go about finding her crypt? Well, it's actually very easy to find her grave as it is covered in red X's by people making wishes and hoping Laveau can help them. People have also left offerings of coins, herbs, beans, bones, flowers, and other tokens in hopes of invoking her goodwill. That's cool. So it's kind of interesting that being dead doesn't stop this voodoo queen from doing her thing. Yes, actually, it is believed that she rises on June 23rd, which is St. John's Day, which is a big holiday of the voodoo religion um, named after John the Baptist. It's also known as Feast Day. When she rises, it is said that she leads those who are faithful in worship. It is also said that her home at 1020 St. Anne Street is one of French Quarter's most haunted locations, many people claiming to see her there as well, leading her followers in voodoo rituals. Her house sounds like a place we should cover in the future. Oh yes, definitely. But now I think it's time we got to our haunted extra. Indeed. But first, let us take a quick break. So Jess, what do you want to tell our listeners about the Badminton Studios Patreon page? Well, we have a lot of things to offer our Patreons who follow us on our page. Um, We have this Patreon page set up for all badminton shows, so you'll get a variety of things from this podcast, Haunt Spots, as well as others such as the White Noise Podcast and Half-Assed IQ. If you join our One Buck Club, you'll be supporting Badminton Studios, and we will thank you in an upcoming episode of one of our podcasts, and you will have access to our monthly newsletter, The Bite. If you join our Three Buck Club, you will get everything from the first tier, and you will be able to have access to the Haunt Spot blooper reels with the added bonus of a personalized digital postcard from us. If you join our Five Buck Club, you will receive all rewards from our first and third tiers and get access to special director's commentary from the White Noise podcast. At our Ten Buck Club, you will receive the rewards from one through five tiers and Ben Jackson will write you a personalized haiku. And if you support our $15 club, you will receive rewards from all our previous clubs and you will receive access to a monthly live stream with J.M. Sutton and myself. So, what are you waiting for? Subscribe on Patreon today? Yeah, I mean, all it really takes is a dollar. I mean, that's not really a lot. That's like a candy bar. And you get access to the newsletter, which is like a gem for like a $1 level. Yeah, it explains everything we're currently doing for that month, like... Cons we go to, um, just like contests we might have going on at that given point, um, exclusive monthly haikus, character profiles, all sorts of stuff. So go to patreon.com slash badmintonstudios to support us today. We'll be waiting. Welcome back. And we are now going into the Haunted Extra. So what is the extra this week? Well, the extra this week actually um, is a debunked extra, but the story is still interesting. All right. So what can you tell me about it? Well, this is a street, and it is the street of Old Stone Church Road. It's in Limestone, Illinois, which is about an hour and 14 minutes south of Chicago. All right. So what sort of phenomenons we got going on here? Well, it was reported that two spirits regularly haunted this area. An old caretaker who 
would shoot people trespassing on the grounds and the remains of a car crash. Ooh, was anyone ever hurt? Before? No, but according to Father Bill Suedos, the priest in charge at the church since the fall of 2006, the caretaker may be a former congregation leader who was basically told, hey, your job is to protect the church from these vandals. Here's a gun. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so how is it, how was this debunked? Well, the church put some security measures in and actually caught some of the vandals. And soon after the arrest, there weren't any more criminal activities. And it cut down a lot of the caretaker activities as well. So it might have been just vandals messing with vandals. Although you're saying that this priest supposedly was to protect the cemetery and the church from the vandals. And now that we got the nice security cameras in, maybe he doesn't need to do so much work possibly but whether or not um the story is as you said it or the story is what i would like to think it is which is along the lines of maybe the ghost of that area just doesn't haunt as much anymore because there's not as many vandals and he might just still be there just nothing to do but um the other thing is, since it was debunked, maybe he wasn't there in the first place. That's true. Right. Now, you also said there was, like, always remains of a car accident. Like, what can you tell me about that? Not much is really known about the car crash itself. Um, it's just known that people have seen it when they've driven by and then it won't be there when they... Like any car crash ever. <laughs> true. Mm. Which, I mean, that could be why it's debunked as well. Right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Uh, next week is going to be uh, a haunt spot that you came up with. Which haunt spot did you decide to go with? The Akron Civic Center. All right. So until next time, that which wishes to follow must stay behind. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Haunt Spots. Haunt Spots is a Badminton Studios production. Haunt Spots was written by me, J.M. Sutton. And by me, Ben Jackson. And our theme song is by Michael Doe. If you have a haunted story that you would like to share with us, please email your story and account to us at badmintonstudios at gmail.com. Also, all our resources are located in the show notes. Thanks for listening.